Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about some of the events that I missed from May 10th to May 14th, 2020. Oh, you guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so I moved. I talked about that in the episode that went up on Monday. Yay. Um, and then life changed a little bit. Uh, things got a little stressful, but in a good way. Um, just trying to make the new place home. Um, but also the dog is not adjusting super well. And so that's been kind of stressful. Um, and just <laughs> life got in the way. Um, so, and then I also didn't have internet which impacted this a little bit. Um, I could have used my data, so that's not like the main reason. Um, definitely could have used data, just didn't. Um, my office, because I have an office now, um, I've been putting together today, so it's almost ready for, um, ready to go. Um, I think it might still be a little bit echoey, but I am recording in here. Um, and then coming up this week, probably Monday, um, we'll be relaunching the website and Instagram account that go along with the Daily Royal. Um, and we're going to get back in the swing of things. So stay tuned for details on that in Monday and Tuesday's episodes. Um, so here's a rundown for today's episode. Um, we're going to talk about the highlights of the week from all the royal families. Um, so this means we're skipping things like video calls, phone calls, um, for the most part. Um, because if I did, this episode would be 30 min 30,000 hours long. Um, and so we're skipping the quote unquote normal stuff and kind of going for the highlights. Um, and it's going to be a highlight reel of the week that I did not record. Um, so this is everything from Monday to Thursday of the past week, um, and I will be going back to normal on Monday's episode of covering the weekend events, uh, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then um, back to normal. That is the plan. Um, and so we are now going to get started with the British royal family. Tuesday uh, was the first big day for the family. It was International Nurses Day, and the royal family celebrated in a very untraditional but amazing way. So they compiled a video of different members of the family, including Queen Elizabeth, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Princess Anne, the Earl and Countess of Wessex, and really every member of the family, every working member. Um, where they were talking to nurses, um, so heads of nursing organizations, and this was in the UK, but also throughout the Commonwealth. So that's amazing. Um, Kate and the Countess of Wessex were having their conversations actually together on the same um, video conference calls. 
Um, that was great. I want to know more about this relationship that they have because it seems really fantastic. Um, it, the video actually started out with a voiceover from Queen Elizabeth on her phone call. Um, then the Prince of Wales introduced the video by saying that himself and his family wanted to say thank you. Um, and then we went into different uh, snippets of video from each member's calls. Um, so here is one of the a million things that I liked about this. Um, is that you can tell that this was a well-thought-out, well-organized plan to create these videos and have these video conversations. Um, and so the whole family did this together. They all spoke to parts of their patronages, um, and it was just the whole family getting together and celebrating nurses. Um, so nurses are obviously receiving a lot of attention right now as they absolutely 100% should be. Um, and I think this video came together to show the nurses of the United Kingdom, but also the nurses of the Commonwealth, how appreciated they are by the family that one represents them, but also brings international attention to their causes. Um, and so I just think that that was really, really important and really well <laughs> thought out. Um, and honestly, that is like the, really the only event um, from Monday through Thursday that I wanted to talk about. Um, and so that happened on Tuesday. Um, and then there was some really cool stuff that happened on Friday that I'm really excited to talk about for Monday's episode. Um, but for now, we are going to move on to the Belgian royal family. So it was really exciting in Belgium. Um, on Sunday, King Philippe visited a couple of local small businesses ahead of the reopening of Belgium. Um, so Belgium started their reopening process on Monday and it has been continuing throughout the week. Um, so he was able to observe some of the changes that the local shops have had to make um, in order to comply with the new measures that the government has imposed for social distancing and um, to lower the spread of this thing. Um, so it looks like from the pictures, I didn't go in too in-depth, but it looks like he visited perhaps a coffee shop and a toy store, um, both locally owned, really small businesses. Um, so I just think that that was really, really great. Um, and then we are going to move to Thursday. Uh, where Queen Mathilde and the youngest child of Mathilde and Philippe, uh, Princess Eleanor, were volunteering together to help assemble and give out take-home meals uh, for the homeless as well as vulnerable people um, throughout their local area. Um, and so, again, just amazing work from the Belgian royal family throughout this entire <laughs> craziness. Um... I mean, they have been doing some sort of volunteer activity pretty much every week without fail for two months. Um, so I just think that that's really, really incredible. Um, 
And then also on Thursday, King Philippe visited the, um, like police headquarters, uh, where they were sharing their experiences during the past two months and also, um, the measures, protective measures that they are going to be taking going forward, um, to protect themselves from infection while, um, placing people under arrest and also like transporting people who are under arrest, things like that. And so that is what was going on in Belgium. Um, so that is what was going on in Belgium. And now we are going to move on to Denmark. So in Denmark, um, we had a couple of different things. So on Tuesday, uh, Crown Prince Frederick participated in the in a committee meeting for the Prince Frederick Center for Public Management at Aarhus University. Um, and so during the meeting, the group talked about the effects of COVID on their program and what their program is going to look like next um, term. So this center is part of the political science program held at our house university um and obviously bears frederick's name so he is on the committee um and so they were talking about what this uh is going to look like for the term going forward um and then on thursday crown princess mary held possibly her first in-person meeting since everything began um, with the minister for development in denmark um, and so during this meeting, the two were talking about uh, the consequences that COVID may end up having on girls and women's everyday lives. Um, and then they also talked about their mutual concern that um, there's going to be a loss of progress on issues um, relating to young women during this crisis. Um, lots of things have been put on hold um, to while the world deals with this. Um, so it seems like they are concerned that that might have a um, long-term effect. Um, and then I also really like that it looks from the appearances of the postings that Mary actually wrote the post herself, um, which I just always appreciate the, um, the realness of that. Um, which is great. And then there was a couple things um, from Friday that I'm really excited to talk about on Monday's episode. Um, and for now, we are going to move on from Denmark and into the Netherlands. What an exciting week it was for the Dutch royal family. Or maybe just for me. Probably just for me. For them, it was probably back to business as usual. Um, so on Tuesday, 
It was the first time we had seen a member of the Dutch royal family since May 4th, uh, which is their Remembrance Day. Um, and Queen Maxima visited the Afpro Filter um, Company, where she was given a tour of their production facility um, and learned all about their production and transition to um, producing face masks. Um, which is something that the company took on as a responsibility during the crisis um, because of their work with filters. Um, so having filtering face masks is really important. Um, and so that is what she was visiting. Um, and this is also the first time we have seen her anywhere without a face mask on in like two months. Um, I'm trusting that this is on advice of the Dutch government officials um, or medical professionals and not just a break in um, recommended procedure um, because I'm on board. I enjoy seeing these people's faces um, and so that was really, really a nice surprise. Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, King Willem Alexander visited the uh, territorial operational territorial operation center where he was learning about the um, military operations in response to covid um, so as in so many other countries the military of the netherlands is providing assistance to um, civilian projects during this time um, and then after his visit to the toc he headed over to Ginniper Parks, um, where he visited their um, sports programming. Uh, so the training programs have just resumed uh, in the Netherlands. And so I'm going to pause just briefly here um, it, to point out <laughs> that the Netherlands, while impacted by COVID, was not hit in the same way that the US, Spain, the UK were. Um, and so therefore being able to resume normal activities like this um, is actually okay. Um, and they are going to be doing a lot of this a lot sooner than some of the other countries we talk about. Okay, just wanted to put that little preface in there. Um, so Willem Alexander spent some of his time talking to the um, coaches and athletes there um, and the learning about their plans um, and procedures for complying with all the protection protocols that are going to be put in place. And then finally, on Thursday, Queen Maxima visited a residential facility for mental illness. Um, and so during the visit, she participated in a discussion about how the organization has worked um, Kind of walked and chewed gum at the same time where they're working on caring for people and providing programming um, while also learning and respecting a lot of these personal protection measures um, so that is really really incredible um, and it was just really great to see something almost normal um, from the dutch royal family so that was great um, and now we are going to move on into norway
of note, uh, the biggest event in Norway from Monday to, um, or actually Sunday to Thursday, was that Queen Sonia was supposed to attend an event honoring uh, the nurses in Norway on International Nursing Day, um, but obviously the event was canceled, uh, which is, what a, what a surprise. Um, and so instead, she filmed a speech that was de delivered very formally and traditionally, um, but from her office. So um, she stood there with her like speech binder um, and delivered her speech. And so the quote that the royal house chose to share from the speech was that, uh, was, quote, I am deeply impressed by your efforts, both over the work you perform daily and especially in the crisis we are in now. So overall, this was just like a really creative way um, to share the day and the formality of the occasion, um, but also do so from home, which I really appreciate. And now we are going to move on to Spain. We got a couple of outings from King Felipe and Queen Letizia this week. Um, and so we are going to start with Letizia, who on Monday um, put in some time as a volunteer um, at the Spanish Red Cross. So Letizia is the honorary president of the Red Cross for Spain um, and is incredibly involved in a number of their programs. Um, Specifically, there's a program focusing, focusing on gender violence that she's really a part of and attends meetings for. Um, but on Monday, so she was there in a dual capacity. Um, one, she did want to volunteer some of her time, but also she is the queen. And so she wanted to learn about what the organization is doing to help people during this crisis. Uh, so first, she actually participated in a meeting that was prepared um, to give her information on the Red Cross's COVID response program, which is called Responde. Um, and so during this meeting, they went through the two months of data that the Red Cross has put together. Um, then Letizia put on the red vest and started volunteering. Um, so she started in the warehouse where she was learning about the products that um, the Red Cross is delivering, um, which includes food and hygiene products. Um, and then next, she participated in a couple of the virtual programs that are being offered. Um, so one included volunteer recruitment um, and making sure that the volunteers are able to carry out their um, assigned shifts. Um, and then she also participated in a Skype call with a student where they were talking about um, his experience with um, virtual education. Um, and so it was just a really great event. Um, and then on Thursday, uh, King Felipe paid a visit to the National Emergency Monitoring and Coordination Center, um, which is the headquarters for the coordination of the civilian programs for coronavirus responses. So during this visit, uh, Felipe participated in a video conference with the 19 directors 
of civil protection um, who are running civil protection for the 17 autonomous regions of Spain as well as the two autonomous cities um, where he thanked them and for their work. Um, and so here's the thing. If you watch this speech, if you understand Spanish or if you want to watch it, um, do. It's pretty short. It's on uh, the Spanish Royal Haas's Twitter page. Um, but Spain, as we have talked about here, um, has been one of the hardest hit countries in Europe. Uh, they have lost almost 28,000 of their people and have had more than 275,000 cases um, of coronavirus, which is second only to the United States. And the population difference there is huge. Um, so to put this in population perspective, Spain has, um, has had 590 deaths per 1 million people, while the U.S. has had 268 deaths per 1 million people. I'm not saying that one is worse than the other, um, but per capita, Spain has <laughs> Spain has suffered a tragedy, um, as we all are, but Spain's coming out of it. And so I say all of this um, because Felipe, who <laughs> has proved time and time again his love of his country, but more importantly, his love for the people in Spain. Um, and he was having a hard time talking about this. Um, now it could just be that he was tired, um, but he definitely had some emotion in his voice. Um, and I think it is the fact that the dust is starting to settle. Um, clearer days are coming and, uh, the death toll is starting to weigh on him, but also, you know, kind of everybody. Um, and it made me... <laughs> still makes me a little emotional to think about um, how any head of state theoretically is feeling right now, um, especially in, you know, countries that are as devastated as Spain or the U.S. or the U.K. Um, like, I just can't imagine that, and it makes me want to cry a little bit. Um so in his speech, and I think part of what made him a little more emotional is that he reminded these 19 people, 19 directors, that while the restrictions are easing and things are seeming to get better, uh, people are still dying. And so yesterday, I'm recording this on Saturday night, uh, so on Friday, 138 people died in Spain from coronavirus, just coronavirus. Um, and so that is what was going on in Spain over the past week. And now we are going to move on to Sweden. Sweden, it was a pretty light week, um, but here are a couple of the highlights. 
Um, so Crown Princess Victoria participated in the CBOS meeting. Um, so CBOS is an organization that promotes seafood production in a way that is sustainable and not harmful to the oceans. Um, so she talked about the example that this group has set in showing that, quote, a small group of large companies teaming up with science, setting new norms, can create change throughout an entire industry. Um, And then on Thursday, she participated in the ECRD 2020, which is a conference on rare diseases, was supposed to be held in Stockholm this year. Um, And so she started her speech by sharing her disappointment with the event not being held in person. Um, But then she was able to talk about her experience uh, with young people and children that are suffering with rare diseases, as well as the... um, things that she has learned through the experiences that these children as well as their families um have um so she wished the people in attendance at the conference um a great conference um and wished them well on their journey um and so it was really good to see her in this capacity she holds the title of Honorary President for Rare Diseases Sweden, Um, and so this is definitely an event that if it were held, she would definitely have been in attendance. Um, And so again, something really great to see held in this online space. Um, And that is it for this episode. I know it's really, really, really long, Um, so I'm just going to end by saying I will talk to you guys all tomorrow where we'll talk a little bit more about some housekeeping stuff. Um, Until then, stay safe, stay home, stay well, and I will talk to you on Monday.